It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Now think about what I said. Ideas from me that empower you so that you control your wallet. So you count on me, you depend on me to give you good advice that is valuable in your life. But there are times that you'll feel, I didn't deliver that I failed in my promise. And that's why we have Clark Stinks. It's where you can go post at Clark.com where you feel I was off base, gave bad information, gave incomplete information, whatever it is to help me improve so I can serve you better. Uh, You can go post there. Others can read your posts. They can comment on them. You can start your own post if you think about something that I've annoyed you about. And then our producer, Krista, goes through your posts once a week and shares highlights with you right here on the air. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. You're looking so studiously at your notes today, Chris. You know, I try to do a good job with Clark Stinks. I think it's very important to be buttoned up. So this is actually, I'm going to start with a response to another Clark Stinks that I read. Krista read a post from Larry on June 22nd with a suggestion to those with cell phones to obtain a phone number from a different part of the country where they know of no one. Therefore, feel any calls from that same area code are from certain certain to be scammer calls. And with that analogy, I think think the local calls from where one truly resides must be legit calls. Clark rang the jingle bell of delight, thinking that it was a grand idea. Indeed, at one time it would have been. I left my home state in 2006, having lived in 17 different area codes in the meantime. In the past year... 17 different area codes? (laughs) Wow. In the past year, as the scammers have infiltrated call logs, even making the call look like to be a buddy in one's contact list, local calls have been coming in that are also robocalls. I've had a few of the local area code phone numbers with my contact list, Thus, the scammers have used the local area code to place calls when my cell phone number has, has an area code 1,500 miles away. As you mentioned, Clark, you just can't answer a call you don't, if you don't know from whom it is coming. I've done the same for many years and have, had, and have heard of the end of a robocall message when one has been left. I've yet to even answer a scammer call due to just not answering a call I don't recognize. Just last week, when visiting friends in Austin, Texas, a call came through that showed it was one of those friends. I wasn't expecting the call, so I let it go to voicemail. And sure enough, the Haya app started, stated it was a call from Killeen, Texas, another area code, as a sales call. Using multiple ways to protect ourselves, I've learned via your podcasts and reading many Gizmo articles has kept me from answering those calls and just wanted to save you steps from changing your phone number, Clark, to another random state area code and phone number, as doing so is definitely not the fail-safe way either. Cheers, Beth Ann. Beth Ann, thank you. And I have such a sense about how many scam phone calls there are and solicitor calls and robocalls because I've been testing that phone service, unrealmobile.com. I bought a phone and signed up for the service to let you know if their $10 a month service is any good. And 
it's a new service, new line. I'm getting all these junk phone calls one after another after another on it, none of which, of course, I've answered. And this is a, a plague on us, but eventually it's technology that has allowed these billions and billions of calls to be placed. Technology will come up with the solution. Haya is a partial solution and is free for you to download from the App Store to block as many of these calls as possible. The Freezer Method 2.0. Keep up with the times, Clark. Just kidding. It's no longer enough to just freeze the credit cards. Cardholders who shop online likely have all their credit card information stored in their browser and on their phone. So after they freeze the physical card, they need to remove all that stored information from their computer and smartphone. Disabling one-click buying on Amazon would be necessary, too. Amazon Prime addict, Stacy. Stacy, what a great suggestion. So what Stacy's referring to is for the last, I don't know, 25 years, I've talked about if you have a spending problem and you're running up charges on credit cards you can't pay, that you literally freeze your credit cards by getting a freezer bag, filling it with water, put the cards in, seal the bag and throw it in your freezer. And that way you will not be able to use the cards when you're tempted because by the time you have waited for them to thaw, the urge to spend will pass. We had one poster who on Clark Stinks several years ago who said that she wanted to buy something, took the bag out of the freezer, and then put the bag, the contents in the microwave and warped the card. So it did keep her from spending. But yeah, having things set up one click to purchase on Amazon is horrific for spending. Turn off one click to purchase regardless. If you do that right now, stop doing it. Force yourself to go through the process of entering a card number, even if you don't have what you consider to be a horrific spending problem. Turn off any kind of thing where the cards are auto-loaded because when you remove the friction of having to get your card out and type it and all that, you'll buy more things than you really need or want or intend to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Careful with that advice. You advised a woman to pick two months a year and place small charges on credit cards she doesn't normally use to ensure the accounts remain open. Bad advice. I routinely use a single rewards credit card, and when it expired and I got a new one, I dug out my old one and noticed I had three credit cards I have not used in the last two years. To preclude having the issuers close those accounts... I made a very small charge on each, less than $20, over the course of a week, so the cards would show activity and not be canceled, which would have negatively affected my credit utilization rate. However, though I've had a FICO score of 850 for over a year, shortly after those small charges, my score dropped to 836. Not going to hurt me, but I was curious why it had suddenly changed. And then when I investigated further, I discovered the explanation was that I had, quote, too many accounts with balances. So I think a better tactic would be for your caller to make a small charge on one card, pay the bill before it comes due the following month, and then make a small charge on another card, pay that one off early, and then repeat the process until she's done. That way she should be golden with an intact credit score. Thanks and keep up the good work. All right. So number one, that you have an 850 credit (laughs) score. That is very impressive. You have, I think, a less than 2% chance of having an 850 credit score. The 14-point drop means nothing in your case and would restore anyway. It's worth it, even in your case, though, 
having a temporary 14-point drop because dropping to 836 from 850 makes no difference what loans or anything else you would qualify for. And the advantage of keeping those cards active is worth that temporary tiny drop in your score. And I'm jealous. I've never had an 850 credit score. As Leonard Skinner sang, what's that smell? It's Clark's recent advice to a father calling in to ask about his son's choice for military retirement. As usual, Clark immediately stated that the son should do the TSP and did not seem to have an understanding of the new blended retirement. The basic way to explain the traditional versus the blended is traditional is a percentage of your base pay after 20 years or more of service. More time equals more pay. The TSP is an option for the member with zero match by the government. If you leave before completing 20 years, then you walk away with zero retirement except for what you have contributed to the TSP. Blended retirement, BRS, a smaller percentage of your base pay after 20 years or more of service, but the TSP is mandatory for the member and includes a match by the government. If you leave before completing 20 years, then you walk away with whatever happens to be in your TSP, including the government match. In my opinion, due to the uncertainty of completing 20 years or more of service, all members with less than five years of service should elect the BRS option. Thank you, and I appreciate it. We heard from a number of people on this issue with the changes that have taken place and the options available to military personnel. You know, the 20-year, staying in 20 years is so valuable to those who do stay in 20 years, but so few military personnel ever complete 20 years or more of service. But regardless of how long you serve, I'm grateful to you for what you've done for our country. Clark, one of the reasons I'm a big fan is because you're such a nice guy, but sometimes you need to you just need to suck it up and level with a caller who is clearly out of line. A recent caller/admirer closed the conversation by saying he tries to emulate you and was proud that he was so cheap that he's never bought any napkins for his house, instead taking them from fast food restaurants. Your startled response tried to joke about it being some form of recycling, but recycling is a good thing. Petty thievery, at which this caller is accomplished, is not. It's people like that that drive up the costs of everyone else's fast food, just like shoplifting drives up the, all of our costs. As cheap as you are, I don't believe you would ever do or condone this. You should have called him out on it, but I think you were either just too nice or just too shocked to re- reply appropriately. Keep up the good work, and thanks for all the great advice. Restaurants have had to adjust by not having a lot of products out now, you having to ask for them. Sugar, there's always been a problem with people stealing sugar packets, and that's why so many restaurants don't have those out anymore. The artificial sweetener packets. uh, Napkins I'm not familiar with, although I was in a fast food restaurant That's not a shock. That was a fast food restaurant. But they now have an electronic dispenser of napkins that only gives out two napkins at a time, and then you can't get more napkins till after what seems to be like a 15-second delay. So they're obviously having a problem with theft of napkins. So, uh, yes, the products that are available at a restaurant of any price point are for consumption at that restaurant at that time. Clark and callers talking over each other. This problem has been mentioned previously, but it seems to be worse lately. Is there some kind of latency issue going on? That's a wonderful question, and that's my fault. We have upgraded our studio 
with a new with new electronics and it's taking me a bit to get used to the new system and the way it works and so i have had a problem lately where i think that a caller has finished his or her thought and i step over their conversation and i apologize for that and i will adjust to the new technology and that won't be an annoyance for you except rarely when i still mess up well i appreciate all your posts and the variety is what's so fascinating and you help me so much and guide me so much by taking time out of your day to post on clark stinks because this is not a normal talk show where the host is supposed to have the last word this is where we all learn together and I need you so I can be better at serving you. So please take the time to post at Clark Stinks when you feel like I do. Al is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Al. How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Great. Thank you, Al. So you got a car note on a vehicle that you'd like to get rid of. Tell me about that car note, if you could. Yes, well... Uh, this car is a 2016. It's a Toyota. I've always owned one. Uh, but the interest rate on it is 11.99. Whoa! So what I'm tr- yes. Yeah, exactly. So what, I'm, what I'd like to do is get the payment down as quick as I can or lower my interest rate. And my question is, can I do that by paying the principal at least once a month for, say, the next four or five months? So prepay on principle will shorten the length of that loan significantly and this loan at 12 percent do you know what your credit score is by any chance uh it's around 647 if i remember correctly yes all right so are you a member of any credit union where you am you are yes did you secure this loan from a car dealer or was it from the credit union it was from a car dealer. All right. Have you been to your credit union to see if they will take that loan out and refi you into a lower rate? You are you are at a credit score that they'll have you on a sliding scale on interest rate, but okay. they're likely to approve you for a refi at 647, and it just wouldn't be at the low rates they're offering to people with a higher score. But you should be able, potentially, to bring that 12% down several points with a credit union refi. Fantastic. Thank you for all your help. Oh, wait, wait. More to say. More to say. Because if the credit union union turns you down, Uh then you would want to do what you say about prepaying on the loan. And how long ago did you take out the loan? I purchased this vehicle roughly three months ago okay so there's something that uh, a lot of car dealer originated loans have in them that's a very anti-consumer thing called sum of digits financing and it's a way of front-loading the interest so even if you pay it off early they still get that money it's a very unsavory dishonest practice and so you you have a ultra high priority to get into the credit union and see if you can take that loan out now while you've only made a few payments. And 
in either case, I want you to go through the loan documents and see if it has the wording either interest calculated by sum of digits or interest calculated by another rotten practice called rule of 78s. And okay. either of those are methods of uh, taking advantage of you on the interest rate on the loan where the actual effective interest rate for a loan paid off earlier is far higher than the stated rate of 11.99%. In any case in the future, that credit union is your best friend and that's where you want to get your car loans anytime you get a car in the future. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you learning ways to be empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. If you listen to our show, you're of a mind that you want to have your finances under control, your expenses well in hand, and you may have goals you have for your life that are different than the way things go for the average American. I have a lot of people call me over time who have an intention to be able to be financially independent. It's not necessarily the same as being retired, but financially independent by a certain age. And recently I had someone call in who he and his wife became financially independent in their mid-30s, unusually early. Most often... People who are of a mind to do so want to do so in their late 40s or early 50s. And again, it may have nothing to do with not working. It may just be, mean that you have full independence. And if you did have a situation where you lost your job or you quit it, you don't have to work. You're fine. But what if you really have the goal of being what I call and others call a max saver, which are people who live on somewhere between half and two-thirds of what they make, and saving so much money, they're able to bag work and retire, usually sometime late 40s, early 50s, what I was mentioning earlier. Well, with that privilege comes one piece of the puzzle that's difficult. And that's health care. You know, you got this clock that runs that at age 65, you're under the Medicare program. But when you are in your uh, 50s and your 60s, up to the point that you become eligible for Medicare, you've got to be a free agent if you're retired and figure out how you're going to do the whole health care thing. And you got to budget for it. Because it may not be something you've thought through in your budget because you've had it potentially where you work and they may have a small portion of the premium you pick up, but when you're on your own, the premiums will be higher and the payments are all going to come from the person you see in the mirror, not from an employer. So I encourage you, if you are on a trend line to be able to bag work early, make sure you've thought through the healthcare component. Now, the, the thing I've found a lot of creative, inventive people do who want to bag work extra young 
is they don't bag work completely. They will continue working enough hours a week doing whatever where they already have been or somewhere else where you're able to get health coverage through a place of employment, even if it's very part-time employment. And I encourage you to look at that as part of the puzzle about how you're able to pull this thing off of while other people are forced to work, you choose when and if you're going to work. Terrence is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Terrence. How you doing? Hi, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. You got a question for me that is relevant in my own life, too. Hit me with it. Uh, my son is going off to college this year, and a while back I heard you mention some things that parents don't think of when their new adult children go off to school that they should have in place in case of emergencies and if you're still trying to, I guess, do some actions for your child. And I was trying to get that list of things. Only thing I remember was a power of attorney, and I couldn't remember everything else. Right. So um, there are a couple of things that you heard me address. One Uh is power of attorney allows you to act in the interest of your child, who's uh, in most states at 18 is considered to be at age of majority. So you have to have Uh, written permission from the child to act in their interests legally with a power of attorney. And power of attorney forms are available online really inexpensively. Uh Um, And some places provide those for free as a teaser so you know about the other forms and services they offer. But that one is, it's a very simple thing where you said son, right? I've got a daughter yeah. going off to college, where you will be able, as necessary, to act in his uh, legal interests as needed. Okay. And uh, usually you'll find online that they're going to cost, uh, when you buy one, 20 to $40. Okay. Now, the other thing is one that people really don't think about, but they should, and that is once a child reaches age of majority, depending on the laws of a state, you may or may not uh, be brought in when for decision-making if something medically happened to your son. Right. Or in my case, my daughter. And this is very important to us because our daughter has uh, extreme life and death allergy to peanuts and tree nuts Mm -hmm. and so one mistake could be uh you know it could be life-threatening for her right and so having uh in our case a durable power of attorney for health care is what we had to do and it's a these forms are simple they're free in Mm -hmm. pretty much every state and having that for your son would be very important okay so you can act uh, as his representative medically if that right. ever uh, unfortunately became necessary. Mm-hmm. And those are the two that I think are the most important. We don't, you know we don't think of our kids going off to college as adults, but in right. the eyes of the law, 
even though kids really don't mature like they used to. (laughs) (laughs) True. In the eyes of the law, they're looked at as an adult. Right. So doing these things is really smart on your part as a parent. Trying to think if there's any other things you should be doing. Any others that occur to you you're curious about? Well, we had our name added to his his, um, account. Well, now that he's an adult, we made sure our names were on his account. Um, But I just didn't know what else we should have in place um, now that he's a new adult and things that come up that you don't think of. Oh, and uh, is your son going to have a car at college? No, sir. That maturity thing that you just mentioned. Right. And is he an insured driver at home? No, does not have driver's license. Oh, great. Do you know how many thousands of dollars a year you're saving on auto insurance premiums? Yes. Yes, we realize that. So my daughter um, is going off to college very soon. And one of the first calls I'm going to make is to my auto insurer. She's going to college, no car, and she will not be driving any of our cars at that point, And she will be off the insurance. Right, right. So I'm looking forward to that that savings. Right. (laughs) Well, best to your son. I hope everything goes great for him at school. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Terrence. Um, Bye. Bye. Rich is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Rich. Well, hi, Clark. Thank you so much. What a pleasure to have an opportunity to speak with you a second time. Well, it's great to have you here again. Um. Quick question. I was interested in um, signing up for a a package delivery service, Um, and it's like a a one-time service where you, if they have certain things going on around your area, you can grab them and run them any kind of distance. But in order to sign up through the app, it asks for social security numbers, so I was a little sketchy about that, but then it wants bank account information routing number and account number. Why don't you ask me the um, name just, of the app and I'll tell you if I'm familiar with them to know if they're, if I'm not familiar with them, it doesn't mean they're not legit, but if I am, I'll be able to tell you if they're the real deal. Oh, oh so it's, oh, oh, you want me to ask you the name of the app? I want you to tell me the name of the app if you got oh, one Oh, the in name mind. of the app is Rody. Oh, yeah, I've actually talked about Rody on the air and I've used their service before as a customer, not as a, a delivery person. And okay. it's kind of like the people I've talked to who do roadie, um, some of them have been former uh, Uber or Lyft drivers, and they much prefer taking people's packages than having to deal with people because you never know who's getting in your Uber or your Lyft as a driver. Um, sometimes right. people will offer jobs that are very heavy items that you might not want to uh, offer to transport for them or the distance you may not want to do. But it gives you the freedom and they um, the things they ask for, the checking account is to deposit your money into your account minus the commission they take and the social security number they have to have in order to have you as an independent contractor. But I can tell you from a customer standpoint, it's been great as far as for you working for them i can't really answer for you how you're going to like it or not like it 
So I think with something like this. Well, it sounded like an, a good opportunity to just add. I, I, I find myself driving a lot for other various reasons, and I thought if something pops up that's along my route for that day or particular day, that it might be just nice for a supplement. But I, I love that idea. So, And I'd love if you'd uh, be a third-time caller and report back what your experience is like on the other side of it, because we've never heard from anybody who delivers for Rody? We've only heard from people asking about using it or who have used it. Best of luck to you. And Joel, I think we have some time for some Ask Clarks here. Yeah, we sure do, Clark. Uh, Tina wrote in and she said, Clark, how do you feel about investing in blockchain stocks? Blockchain is a buzzword right now because blockchain is going to be a lot of how uh, money accounting and transaction accounting is handled in the future. It's a, it's a system based on uh, using technology to create real trust between parties that don't necessarily know each other. And it's uh, part of what the architecture is behind uh, a lot of the discredited cryptocurrencies. But just because so many of the cryptocurrencies turned out to be frauds or disasters doesn't mean that blockchain is a disaster. On the, on the contrary, blockchain is going to be something that will have great prominence moving forward. It's almost like a cloud for, um, for having an electronic ledger. I, I don't even know the best way to explain it. But the problem is we don't know in the blockchain space who is going to end up being a player that is successful over time and stands the test of time? So any investment in any organization that is involved in blockchain is a highly speculative one at this time, and you have to look at it that way, that blockchain is a real thing, but whether any player in it is going to be a real success, who knows? It's got to be money you can afford to walk away from. All right, Clark and Rhonda wrote in. She said, if you claim that credit repair services are a ripoff, Clark, how come I see those advertisements on your website? The ads you see for something like that on my website are being served up by third parties. And whenever something appears that we are aware of, and a lot of times we're not going to, we only know after the fact when an ad server put something on Clark.com or ClarkDeals.com. And if we find out about something that is a problem, we are able after the fact to block it from appearing anymore. And the ad thing is always a problem with what I do on my radio show and what I have appearing on my websites because we don't have before the fact control of the ads and so just because you see something advertised either on one of my websites or on the, you hear something on the radio show or you see me on TV somewhere and you see an ad run around it it doesn't mean that I have any knowledge of it control of it or approval of it this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance hey listeners whether you love true crime or comedies celebrity interviews news or even motivational speakers you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue right and guess what now you can call the shots on your auto insurance too 
Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Leonard is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Leonard. How you doing? Well, hello, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you. Leonard, how can I be of service to you today? Well, Clark, I was wondering... Is it a smart idea to close a business checking account? Well, is it not active anymore? It's active, but I I, I get charged fees of twelve thirteen dollars a month, and I don't really use it because I have a I went to another I went to another branch or another institution and they are not charging me as much. I feel like I'm getting a better deal, but at the same time, I've had the, the primary institution over seven years. Fire them. Fire. <laughs> Fire them. You close that account. If they're going to charge you money for a low transaction business checking account, you get rid of them. I mean, lots of banks make business checking free. And so if you're at one that's charging you more than $150 a year to have your yes, account, what is that, $156 a year? That $156 is much better in your wallet than it is with the fat cats at the bank. <laughs> yes, it is. I do appreciate that. I was thinking, but I was a little leery about it because I didn't know if if closing it would affect my business credit. No, no, because a checking account doesn't create uh, any kind of credit. So getting that thing closed is to your advantage. And when you go in to close it, they're going to do everything they can to try to uh, keep you as a customer. But all you tell them is, you know, I decided to go to another bank. I've already opened my account there, and I just need to close this one. But what if we did this, that, or the other for you? You say, no, I've already moved on. I already have an account somewhere else. And by the third time you say no, they'll say, okay, we'll close your account. <laughs> I hope they sound just like you did. <laughs> if they're just like that, you call back and you do your imitation about the way they treat you when you go in to close it. How's that? I will do that. I will do that. All right. Well, best to you, and I wish you a lot of success with your business. Thanks, Clark. I really appreciate you. Have a great one. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to the Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet. And they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.